And welcome back, listeners, to the Guildhall School Events Podcast. In this episode, we're talking to the cast and crew of Great Expectations, which is our final drama production for this autumn term. It's been adapted by Nick Ormerod and Declan Donlan, and the production is directed by our head of drama, Christian Burgess. So I'm pleased to welcome sound designer Robert Matthews and cast members Rupert Henson and Amelia Strum. Thanks for joining me today, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We'll go right in, and I'll shoot the first question to you guys, Rupert and Amelia. Um, So this is one of Dickens' probably most well-loved novels, but um, for those people who might not have read it or not in the know, can you give us a little bit of an introduction to the the story and who you're playing and how you guys fit into the story? So the story of Great Expectations, um, we follow... Uh, an orphan boy called Pip, uh, who I am going to be playing. He is from Kent and uh, lives with his uh, sister and her husband, Joe and Mrs. Joe, and Joe is a blacksmith. And he has a strange encounter with a convict one Christmas Day lunch. Um, then later on, he is, gets a strange invitation from Miss Havisham. He's like an old-ish, middle-aged lady who's who lives in this old crumbling house and um uh and she has an adopted daughter estella who i'm playing and invites pip to come and play at the house Um, so he's sort of plucked out of his environment and then even a few more years later he suddenly gets a great surprise and um a lawyer arrives in his village and tells him that he is inheriting a huge fortune from an undisclosed person and that he is to be sent to london and to be made a gentleman and the rest of the story is kind of unraveling how that has come about, how is he going to deal with it, the mystery behind it, who has his fortune come from. And the people he meets as he's a gentleman. And yeah, there's lots of like themes of love and prejudice and the class system comes mm. into it massively. And it's kind of like a twisted love story, really. Mm. It's, so, it's so many things in one story. It's, yeah. a, it's a thriller, it's a detective story, it's a gothic romance. It's, yeah. um, it's also a fable and... And it's also a political satire on on society and our country, as Millie was saying, class. Yeah. It's it's so much, and it's a coming-of-age story. So we were trying to get that all into one evening in the theatre. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> That's a lot to fit in. Great Expectations has been adapted quite a few times before. It's been on TV, it's been films. The production that you guys are doing was originally done by the RSC in an, about 10 years ago. Has this helped or hindered your preparation? Have you, you know, looked to previous sources to see how other people have done it, or have you gone in cold and trying to take your own take on it? Yeah, I've I've seen a lot of like the BBC did one a couple of years mm. ago, and I remember watching that. And then a film came out a bit later, um, so I've seen lots of different versions of it. But I don't think I think it was actually really interesting to see a few and watching them back to back while I was preparing for mm-hmm. it because it kind of gave me license to not worry too much about getting Estella right or you know it's so much about interpretation mm. and and I felt quite excited to go in with what I could bring to her so yeah. um no it didn't kind of hinder me at all yeah we had a long we had a long time knowing that we were doing this show before we started rehearsals right. for it and um obviously read the book first mm-hmm. um but I sort of said to myself, I'm either going to watch none of the other film adaptations or I'm going to watch all of them. Yeah, I was the same. And as time went on, I decided I was going to watch all of them. Yeah. Um, so I think I think just they, they say when people play these famous Shakespeare roles, you know, it's all like cumulative knowledge. Yeah. So why, why not go and see what's been done before and mm. just see just see what other people have made of it. And 
so I think that was helpful. Yeah, definitely. Mm. You've, you've both now already performed in one of our big public performances this term. So we had August and The Crucible earlier, about a month ago, for those not in the know. How has that helped you in preparing for, for Great Expectations? That now you've got one out of the way, are you a lot more confident or is it a new beast completely? The Crucible was directed by Mike Alfreds and he's famous for um, his, his phrase, the phrase of his book, Different Every Night. Mm-hmm. And it was so wonderful working with him and learned so much. Um, but the one thing he refuses to do in his rehearsals is to block or set anything. And in so many ways, this has been so opposite because we've because there are 20 people on stage the whole time. Um, this production employs a chorus to tell the story. It's meant that we've spent the first three weeks doing solely that, mm. staging and blocking. So it, in, in a weird way, right now, they feel quite opposite experiences. But um, it, I, I guess kind of getting out in front of a public audience for the first time hopefully will make that a little less daunting yeah this I, f- time. I feel quite calm coming off the back of August just in like preparations and being ready for uh things like tech week and stuff that we mm. didn't really we didn't do haven't done in our training so far so yeah. in terms of like knowing the progression and and getting all the departments to meet and where that goes and it just everything kind of goes up to another level and another level so I feel much calmer because we kind of know the general arc of what mm. will come. Yeah. And yeah, I think just it, it it feels very different this year in, in our third year training because we know we'll be showing it to, to an audience and people that are paying and um, it feels much more like we have a responsibility and I, mm. I definitely felt that in August and I feel like it's just like a, another stepping stone towards that. So yeah, I'm excited. Mm. Tech Week is a is a very natural segue to jump over to Robert yeah. and start asking some, some questions <laughs> um, uh, so you're the sound, di- sound designer yes. on Great Expectations can you tell us a little bit about what that involves and a little bit about the sound design uh, you put together for well again that starts off with reading getting all the research mm-hmm. making sure that you know where you're aiming for like so where it's set what era and all of that mm-hmm. and then you we move on to actual sourcing of the sound so for instance we took a day trip out into we took. We didn't go to um, Kent. Kent. Thank you. Kent. <laughs> we didn't go to Kent. We went to Surrey instead. But uh, but we went to Surrey and we actually recorded horses, um, farm animals, and cannon fire and oh, right. all of this sort of stuff. We went and spent a day out in there, which was really good. To well, it's good that we managed to get to do that because we've never really done that before mm. as a department, especially on the show budget as well. And can you tell us a bit about the sound design you're? putting together for, for um, my sound design is much it's very much a atmospheric style right. because Christian's wanting it to be quite a close piece immersive but also he wants that it's but the space is so large that it seems quite distant as well mm-hmm. so what I'm having to do is put put the audience in in the in the room with with the, the characters because mm-hmm. it we've got this whole chorus on stage as well watching it it's like we're watching from Pip's head or from his memory of what it was like and that's what I'm having to recreate is being there for oh, right. for the audience have there been any particular inspirations or resources you've um, to take into it uh, I'm working quite closely with Andy Taylor who's the composer for this show right and he also sound design McInnell and he McInnell was completely different but he, he he's he has a composition he's approached it in the same way and we've worked well together to 
figure out where our sources have come from. Uh, and so you you're working quite closely with Andy Taylor and how yeah. does how do you fit in with the rest of the creative team in the production? Um, how does the well, process work? With I, I work closer with Andy because he's he's in charge of music and mm-hmm. uh, we both we have to work together in some some areas of the show when there's sound on top of music and right. musical top of sound what takes precedence over what you, the audience will notice. But um, otherwise with lighting with Joe Town it's very much video and lighting are working much closer because they affect each other whereas mm. lighting and sound and they, they, they do affect each other but not in the same way because they're both visual whereas I'm much more of an audio right, yeah. side so I sort of have that little step back from from that and so I can have a bit more freedom without having to get in their way as such. Mm. Agnes, she's the designer of the show and she's just had this I don't know like this really because Great Expectations is so epic and I think when you think of the Victorian times and things you think there would just be a lot of stuff and set and and it's actually a really really simple it will be a really simple clean production and she's I don't know she's just had like a really amazing vision of what Great Expectations can be um and it's not kind of like the usual take on it I don't think no, it could be very much full-on props, full-on yeah. buildings mm. and fl- things flying in and out constantly yeah, because yeah. it's so bare and so simple, empty. Yeah. Sim- simple, simple, empty, I would say. But, yeah. but the cast and the stage management team have done a great job in making sure that all the tiny little details of the props and everything like that are so well-detailed well that it, it, it works really well and you mm. don't need to f- seem like there's... You don't need to see this great big house or mm. or the busy streets of London. You can just imagine it, mm. and that's what we hope all of the whole creative team and the cast are trying to create. And I think they've done it really well. And so you've all mentioned some of the research you've had to do of, of watching previous versions. Is there is there something in particular that stands out for you about this adaptation? I mean, you've already mentioned that we have a, a chorus and quite a large cast. Yeah, that that is that is what is distinctive about it, and. Christian, our director, said that is the fundamental reason for choosing it. Um, mm. At Guildhall, the idea of the ensemble, um, an ensemble of actors working together, which we are. We've spent yeah. two, two and a bit years now together. We know each other very well. So that was his inspiration for choosing this adaptation in particular. Um, it's an ensemble that tells the story and the characters come out of the chorus. Yeah, and it's so unusual. It, it doesn't really happen... Um, very often on stage, you know, 20 people mm. telling the story in first person as one character. So it, there's so so many challenges to it, but when it works and it comes together, it really carries the story and you, you're kind of pulled into the world of of great expectations. So it's, mm. it's, yeah. And it has been a challenge working out how that works. It's not as simple as the, on the page it says chorus and you go, oh, yes. You say um, this bit, I'll say that bit. Yeah, it's been, it was, it was, it's like a... Some days, some days have been really um, kind of. It's almost felt like theatre lab in the rehearsal yeah. room, trying to work out how is this going to. It's kind work. of like a chessboard. Like we yeah. all have to move in different. I don't know, just to encompass everything. There's just so much detail to it. It's kind of taken. It's been quite a gradual process, mm. hasn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, we just ran something today, and it's kind of just starting to see the real story come through. Mm. And I think the more we the more we do that and play with it, it'll become apparent. And a, and a lot of what on the, on the page might se- seem impossible, like um, suddenly we're on the River Thames rowing 
for for just a quarter of a page. Yeah. You know, that takes a bit of time to work out how how one tries to achieve that. Yeah, I can imagine. That's also from a sound point of view, because it's only a quarter of a page, I can't really, it's so hard, because and that whole section, in fact, is so quick, it's really difficult to make something sound nice when it's, when you want it to have time to sink in what's just mm. happened, but then they also want to push on and m- move on, but to the next scene, and it's quite difficult to do that, but I think we've got it sussed out, and uh, we'll, sh- we'll be shown, hopefully. And, and hopefully we're pursuing this idea of it being a moving story that's a yeah. thriller that's keeping going. I think people think of, I certainly did, Great Expectations as this massive, mm-hmm. massive book. And the idea of it being in the theatre one evening sounds mm. sounds very difficult. But we're trying to find the thriller element that it yeah. just keeps moving. Back to you, Robert. Um, so some of your fellow tech theatre students sort of yeah. took the reins on the sound design for our previous productions in, in August and The Crucible. Mm-hmm. Have you been able to like learn from their experiences to, to uh, prepare for I will work closer with Sam Prest, who was on mm-hmm. the, crew, the August, August, sorry, because yeah. I was his head of sound for that show. Oh, right, OK. And so I was there um, listening into him and what he was doing because I was, I was taking some notes on... Well, mainly just on how he did things and yeah. how he ran his tech, his sound sessions and how he coped with tech and stuff like that. But uh, from a designer point of view, they're all such, they're all very different shows. And so it was quite difficult to use or come from his inspiration and pass it on into these shows, this show here. Okay. That, that's what I felt. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and back open to, to all of you, is there is there one particular thing about the production that you're really looking forward to, to showing to the audience like what, what do you think audiences can expect I think just having being in Silk Street we saw the set it was still being made but we saw the set the other day and it just it's phenomenal the size of it and then being able to have 20 actors on stage is going to be really exciting because you you just I don't we haven't really done anything like that have we Mm-mm. whereas that many people on stage and yeah I'm really looking forward to that I think hopefully the combination of the epic space which is still really close to it's the so audience close. Mm-hmm. It, it's so tight like but it's it's so big as well it's it's really quite confusing because you're you're sitting on the front row but because normally silk street you would have that they're quite a big gap between you and the first step but mm. it's about two foot in front of you and you you're there and when pip stands right in front of you you are He's, he's, he's in your face. Yeah. But it is still really quite a massive, massive set. Epic space. Epic space, yeah. yeah. So, and, you get that? and hopefully the combination of the space and the chorus and the story moving mm-hmm. should hopefully be a very exciting story to follow. Mm. Well, thanks very much to uh, Robert, Rupert and Amelia for, for joining us today. And thanks for listening to the Guildhall School Events Podcast. Great Expectations opens on the 25th of November in the Silk Street Theatre and you can get tickets from the Barbican box office online and on our website at www.gsmd.ac.uk. You can follow us on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash guildhallschool and on Twitter at guildhallschool to stay up to date with everything that's going on here at the school and find more podcasts. And if you do enjoy the podcasts, do rate and review us because it helps other people find the show as well. Thanks for listening and thanks guys. Cheers. Thank Thank you. you.